John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Welcome to a new year. A brand new year given to you and I as a gift from God. This is Pastor Fred Digby. Join me in saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our dear God and Father, we thank you for your goodness, your love to us. You have given us a new day, a new year, a new month, new opportunities to know you, love you, serve you, and to radiate your beauty and your glory. I pray that the entrance of your word will give encouragement, healing, direction, progress, and prosperity, and that all we do will be done in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we'll be talking about the goodness of God, and that will take us this week and next week, because it is such a big topic that we need to say, Lord, we thank you, because we don't thank you enough. We don't see how really you've been so good to us, the goodness of God. As a pastor, I've conducted a few funerals, and sometimes you see people weeping so helplessly. I mean, it seems so shattered and so broken. And when you find out why they're crying so much, the answer is obvious. Oh, she was a kind person. She was a good mother. He was a good man. This man was a good husband. He was a good boss. He was kind. We love him. We will miss him. He gave us so much. He poured his life into us. And I like those words. They are encouraging. Who wouldn't like to hear those things said to him or her before they die? And when they are dead and they say those kind words about you, isn't it refreshing? Yes. But do we ever think that God would also like to hear those things said about him? Or that our lives would be filled with gratitude? And now that he has given us a brand new week, a brand new year, a brand new opportunity to live, would we thank him? I like this song, and I know you love it too. I listen to the lyrics, and later we'll play it. Say, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your arms, from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I'm able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Well, it goes on and on, and I hope you find the lyrics and it will be part of the songs you sing very often to talk about the goodness of God. God's goodness and God's kindness is something that we ought to know and celebrate and give attention to. And the psalmist does that for us very beautifully. So as I said, this week and next week, God willing, we'll look at the kindness of God, the goodness and the kindness of God. And our text is from Psalm 103. We'll be looking at verses 1 to 11. Take your Bible, open it, 
and let's see the many sides of what God has done for us for which we should be grateful. Why we should praise Him. The praise, the pleasures, the pardon He gives us, the provisions He makes for us, the plans He has for us, how He pities us, God's patience. And we can go on and look at the victory. But we'll be looking at these simple ones to cause you to live a good life, a life of gratitude, a life of thankfulness to God. The psalmist just burst open his love for God. And he tells us in Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. There is somebody who recognizes that there's an inner being, inner being that he has. So bless the Lord. Say God is good. Bless him. Pour every love on him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me. That is his thinking, his mind, his bone, his faculties, everything that is within me. Bless his holy name. God's name is holy. God is in a class of his own. He created us and we came we, we came alive. And the psalmist is calling all of these things that are within him, whatever they are, come and join me. All that is within me, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, that's my emotions, my feeling, my thinking, my inner being. You see, if the psalmist is David, you, you know that he loves God. He danced and danced and danced until even his wife got embarrassed. So, so physically, showing that he loves the Lord, and he's blessing the Lord, he's praising the Lord, that one is no big deal. But do you know what happens? When he's quiet, what happens? When he's sleeping, what happens? In those moments that are so bad, he's saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Why would he praise the Lord? He says it, praise him for his love. Because no man ever loves like this God. No man. If God didn't love you, would he give you the gift of another year? If God didn't love you, would he, would he even have made you in the first place? If God didn't love you, would you be here? So he said, love God. So praise him. John fifteen thirteen tells us clearly, Greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You see, Jesus did only lay down his life for his friends when he died. By coming to live among us Christmas, he laid down his life for us. He was born in a manger to come down to our level where we can see him and celebrate him by living among us, the incarnation. God became flesh and dwelt among us. No one, no one but loves like this. The problem that we have with our leaders is that sometimes we elect them they are our leaders, they are supposed to be our servants, they are our ministers, they are our pastors, they are our evangelists, but they live so high, so above us that we cannot even approach them, we don't understand them. And some of them, they have so many people who surround them, bodyguards and all these protocols, we cannot even get near them. Well, I guess sometimes it may be necessary, but it's sometimes it gets very, very excessive. But Christ came. To show his love for us. And no man has ever loved like the way he loves. He told us himself in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish. 
but have everlasting life. He came to give us everlasting life. So when the psalmist is saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, he knows what he's talking about. Praise him for his love, his love that has no parallel at all. And he goes on in John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. See, praise him for his life that he gave us. His life, the commandments he gave, are supposed to be good, good, good for us. You see, God doesn't waste his time, if I may say, giving you reasons why this is good, this is bad, this just says, do this. And he knows whatever he says do is good for you. What he says do not do, don't do it because it is not good for you. Praise him for his life. He was an example for all human beings to follow him. And so, if he says, do this, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Take it. Lord, what shall I do to improve my life so I will not lose my soul? Just take it. Because he knows life. And he's giving you the commands that pertain to life. It's like somebody who manufactures a car and says, when you are pumping it, get to 25 or get to 30 or get to 40. Just do it. Why? Because if you do less and you do something different, you may get yourself into trouble by the tire blowing or exploding or something. God loves us so much. So praise Him. Praise Him for a new year. Praise Him for His love. Praise Him for His goodness. And the psalmist tells us everything that is within us, we must marshal them. We must think about this love, this goodness of God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Then he says, yeah, you see, sometime before you praise God meaningfully and worship Him, because we are talking about God's kindness and God's goodness, that should cause you to adore Him in this 2024. Know that He has given you a lot of good things already. He says, do not, do not forget His benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Some of the benefits that God has given to us are obvious for us to see. The immediate one is the gift of a new year that he's given you. What did you do for it? I guess you just woke up and he gave you a new one. But the psalmist is saying, do not forget all his benefits. So this calls for some thinking, some type of thinking, some kind of acknowledgement. Say, forget not all his spiritual benefits. Look at the spiritual benefits he gives us. You have a spirit. You are made in the image of God. God put his breath in you. That is why you and I are living beings. Yes, he made you and you are living beings. The spiritual benefits he gives to you. If you are a Christian, you know that it is because of God's goodness. That is why you are alive. His spiritual benefits includes coming to dwell within you, causing you to be born again. Otherwise, you are separated from Him. You are awakened in Him by the Spirit that He gives to you. If that is not your inheritance, if that is not your state, your spiritual benefit, if you have not claimed that benefit yet, I can tell you this. Just ask Him, Lord, I want to be connected with You. I want You to come and live within me. I want to be my Lord and my Savior. I want You to guide me and direct me. I want my spirit to be united with your spirit. Come and accept me. 
as Lord and Savior because I am yours. If you pray that prayer to God, if you've ever prayed that prayer to God, amazing, he accepts you because his promises to all who receive him, he gave the right to become the children of God. This spiritual benefit is an amazing one. It is available for you right now when you ask him. It is available for you tomorrow. It is available for you throughout all your life. So he said, forget not all his spiritual benefits. Sometimes he reveals things to you through dreams, through visions. God reveals things to you. When you are reading his word, he stands near you. He interprets them to you. His spiritual benefit include being in his house, singing praise and worship and ministering to others. And some joy comes within your heart and spirit that nobody can buy. No amount of alcohol or cigarette or drugs and all those things can give to you. These are spiritual benefits when the spirit within you is communicating with his maker. Oh, there's a connection. The psalmist is just saying, do not forget it. Do not forget all his spiritual benefits. And that's why the psalmist, he likes writing psalms. The things that he writes, they are put in his mind by God, in his heart by God. So he can write poetry, he can write songs, he can recollect everything and see everything from the point of view of God. So forget not all his spiritual benefits. Then he goes on, forget not his material benefits. Oh, we are looking for material benefits because we live in the flesh. So food, shelter, clothing, all these are benefits that only God can give to us. You see, the God who says, look, in Proverbs 6, says, go to the ant. This ant, watch them carefully. They have no ruler, but I've given them sense. And they are able to gather food during the summer to store for the winter. And God is telling you, look, I've given you so much and I have made provision for you to enjoy in this world, to have food, shelter, and clothing. Yes, sometimes he, he, he allows us in our own stupidity and foolishness to pollute our rivers, to spoil our land, and do all the wrong things. Now we are crying about the tsunamis, we are crying about pollution, we are crying about uh, dirty water and galamsey. Who is suffering? We are the ones suffering. What did God give us? He gave us clean air, clean water, sound body and a sound mind, material benefits, beautiful gardens, flowers, birds, Things that, when you, when you come into contact with them, oh, you can only raise your hand and be worshipping this God. This material thing, he just makes your soul happy, your spirit happy. Oh, and when you go on, and you are now part of a human family, a human church, then you begin to see that these are the pleasures God has given to you, relationship that you have with others, schoolmates and classmates and I mean, friends and church and shipfuls, all these benefits, say, do not forget them. Do not for all these things come because of God. And you know why? You, I mean, you know how? Because when you are gone tomorrow, when you die tomorrow, these things are no longer available for you. In the cemetery, you don't have these spiritual benefits. You don't have these material benefits. You don't have these physical benefits. So he's saying, when you are alive, you should celebrate God. You should thank him. You should live a life of thanksgiving because this God loves you. Say, do not, do not, do not forget his benefits. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, 
and forget not all his benefits. Can you even begin to count them? There are some of us who specialize in complaining, complaining, complaining. But the psalmist is commanding you, remember the kindness and the goodness of God. When you remember them, when you count them, when you thank God for them, more and more will come into your life. You will see more of them. You see more how he delivers you from accidents, from things that you do not even know about. But look at verse 3. Another of those remarkable things. Beloved, if you just join me, coming to you from Calvary Baptist Church, thanking God for a new year and looking at God's kindness and goodness. Taken from Psalm 103, verse 1 to 11. Telling us why we should praise God. We should praise Him because He's a good God. Because of His love. We should praise Him because of the pleasures that He gives us. We should never forget them. But we should also praise God for His kindness and goodness. Because, verse 3, Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Wow! Who forgives all your sins? Hmm. Friends, can you count what is sin? You see, in this human world, we have classification of what we call sin. Good sin, bad sin, small sin, white sin, black sin. As far as God is concerned, sin is sin. And do you know how I know? If you go to school and they say the pass mark is 100 and you get 90, have you passed? No. If you get 100, you have passed. So if nobody in the class got 100 and there are 100 people in the class, how many of them failed? Of course, all of them failed. Somebody may get 1. Somebody may get 10. Somebody may get 89. Somebody may even get 90. But they've all failed. That's God's standard. His standard is so high that if you don't meet that standard, you've just failed. So sin, in God's definition, is big. So if you know how to do the right thing and you do not do it to you, it is sin. So his definition is different from ours. That is why he tells us that when he prompts you, when you read his word, when his spirit speaks to your spirit and you, you know that he has convicted you of sin, 1 John 1, 7 says this, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him and with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. So, part of the reason why Jesus came is that when you ask him to forgive your sins, he forgives you all your sins. It's about forgiveness. That is the kindness of God. No matter how much you owe somebody, whether it's big or small, you owe God more because of your sins, acts of what, uh, of commission and acts of omission. Things you do Things you do not do that are not pleasing to God. But he forgives all. So if you walk in the life as is in the life, you have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Then verse 9 says another thing very remarkable about what God has done for us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all, all, all unrighteousness. So you are working with him. You are working with God. You live in this world. 
and none of us is perfect, then he draws your attention to the fact that you have sinned against him. Say, confess, agree with him. Say, if we confess, if we confess, he is faithful and just. That's a faithful God. That's a kind God. The Lord have blown it. I have not loved my wife as I ought to. I have not served you as I ought to. I have not loved my husband as I ought to. I have not paid my taxes as I have to. Lord, my thinking is not correct, crooked. Lord, I'm polluted. I've cheated in exam. I don't want to do these things again. Father, I'm sorry. Forgive me and let me live for you. See, when you confess like that, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So he pardons you. He forgives all our sins. And we must confess them to him. No sin is too great. No sin is too small. That God is not able to forgive you. But then, the verse 3 continues. Who forgives all our iniquities? Who heals us of all our diseases? Hmm. All our diseases. He does not only forgive us the iniquity, the sin. Who heals all your diseases? It's amazing to read this and see that the Bible names diseases. It says, who heals all your diseases? This is something that is causing you not to be at ease. Say, God is able to heal you of all these diseases. It may be spiritual. They may be physical. They may be emotional. And there are all kinds of sicknesses that people have. <laughs> Some time ago, there was a man who, who went to see the doctor. And the doctor was trying, trying, trying very hard to find out what was wrong with this man. But then he asked him, are you married? Say yes. What's your relationship with your wife? Say it's terrible. Does she know you are here? Because I want to give you some medication and she may have to come and take you away from here. He said, no way. If my wife will have to take me away from here, then I beg you. Don't give me the medicine today. I have to bring someone else to come and take me. He said, do you live in the house with her? Yes, I do. But we do not talk. And if she knows that she is the one to take me, she would not want to take me. She won't, and I won't even call her. I just, I'm keeping the appearances in this relationship because it has to be. And the doctor said, wow, now I have an idea as to why you are this sick. Because I've examined so many parts of you, and I'm not too sure what exactly, exactly is wrong with you. But I just wanted to give you something to cause you to relax, to sleep, to reflect, to calm your nerves, and I know it may take immediate effect because I see that you are suffering. And with the answer you've given me, I think only the Lord can help you. Prayer can help you. Fasting can help you. Because it is a spiritual disease. Hatred, forgiveness, and hatred, unforgiveness is what is killing you. Bitterness is what is killing you. These are the things that are heavy, weighing on you. The seed of the root of bitterness is within you. But didn't you say you are a Christian? Did you read Christ saying, forgive as you forgive others 70 times 7? 
So I've read all those things, but I don't believe them. I'll not practice them. Because my wife has sinned against me too much. Well, that is how he felt. And this Christian doctor just tried to tell him, if you confess even this hatred, this root of bitterness, the Lord is able to heal you. He is able to heal you of all the sicknesses. He heals the soul. He heals the body. He heals the broken hearts. He heals broken vows. He heals broken lives. Any type of brokenness and any type of healing that you need, God is able to when you accept it. Because He made you. He knows your inmost being. He can work a miracle if He needs to work on your behalf. And as He kept talking and talking and talking, eventually, for the next visit, this man testified to the doctor that he went back, read the word of God, decided to put it into practice. And lo and behold, he was becoming better and better and better. He could testify that truly God is good, who forgives all our sins, who heals us of all our diseases. The diseases of the soul, of the body, and of the mind, he is able to heal all of these things. If you acknowledge him, and if he's your Lord, and you want him to help you. So, this is the God we serve. Today we've looked at why we must praise him, looking at the kindness and the goodness of God. Why we should live the year thanking him and praising him. Because of his love. Because no one loves like him. Because of his life that he gave for us. Because of his pleasures that he allows us to have, the spiritual pleasures, the spiritual benefits, the material benefits, the physical benefits he allows us to have. Man's worst habit is to forget God's blessings and not to thank him and live for him. Then he pardons us. He forgives all our sins. Yes, we must confess and let him forgive us. And as he forgives us, we must also learn to forgive others because when we don't forgive others it becomes sickness in our own bodies and souls and minds but even that one when you realize that you have sinned against God and your spirit is sick your body is sick your heart is sick he's able to heal you what a God that is why we ought to worship him and thank him that's why the songwriter said I can only sing the goodness of God. So my friend, as you bring this teaching to a close today, reflect on the song again and just whisper thanks to God. If you have somebody, just share words of thanksgiving with one another that you can thank God for. If there's something that is worrying you and you want us to help you, we are available to help you. If you need to make Christ the Lord of your life and your Savior, we are here to help you. In a Bible-believing church, be willing to help you. Say, I love you, Lord. Your mercies never end. Your favor never ends. Until next week when you do part two, stay blessed. God loves you, and so do I. Shalom, and press on to victory. Amen.
You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Kaz Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Let's do that one more time. Yeah.